right, settle down, people. We've got a lot to cover, and time is short. And it's doggy stuff. Oompa loompa doompa doggy. If you are wise, you'll listen to Gashman. One of the carbon blobs from Sector 7G. Man, you got to check it out. It'll boogie-woogie on your brain. Got gas on your mind. Some people have said that you're retarded. Not me.
See, all you got to do is put a little stranger on, and above it all, we'll put you all back into place as we are right here on Going Global with Gas. Man. There he is. All right, cool. <laughs> well, the thing was, he was being heard on the on the show. I just couldn't hear him at all. So it was kind of like, it was for me, it was frustrating. Well, and it's, <laughs> yeah, that's not really conducive to what we're trying to do since we are in separate rooms. Right. <laughs> and there's no window between us either. Yeah, you, so you have to be able to hear me, if anything. Yeah, my first radio gig was, you know, you, well, actually, not my first radio gig. My first talk radio gig in a, in a, in a like, a real professional environment was um, windowed, you know? So, like, when you watch Frasier, that's how it was. You know, you just have that window in between each other, so you could see each other, which helps so much more. So they, we're, they, we're f- they could create a cutout here. Yeah, there were exactly. I'd have to turn around everything though. I'd have to spin and face you in a sense because but in, in, in the way the studio set up, we're both facing the same way. Yeah. So <laughs> even if there was a window, yeah, they'd still have to do we, some rearranging. Exactly, and I and I know how just to do that rearranging. But don't ask me. I, I just work here. Um, my name is Kevin Gasman. Of course, you can call me Gas. It's all good. And that's Carl the intern hanging out with us. And Carl doesn't know this, but uh, Cass McPherson walked in. I thought I heard the door. Yeah, as uh, as we just... <laughs> Running a little late, as usual, well, if anybody fu- knows me. Well, it's funny, though, is that, like, again, our, our opener was a disaster. Why? Because I couldn't hear him, so we hadn't threw the oh, song on. And okay. as the song came on, you walked in. And I'm like, awesome. Uh, all right, so... Um, yeah, so you walked in. So somewhere, door, somebody's in a closet? Is that what you're telling me? Somewhere, yeah, <laughs> somewhere the, there's the, a closet somebody's stuck in. Yeah, the, the voice you metaphorically hear. speaking. Yes, uh, comedian okay. Cass McPherson's with me. What's up, Cass? What's going on? The closet though. Is it okay? <laughs> yeah, that's what they all say. That's what she said, huh? Cass McPherson and I uh, go go way back. We do way way back. Huh? We uh, like, yeah we um we we've done this time. before. Yeah, a few times. Yeah, well, I did the radio show. I, I right when I first started my uh, time over at my last station, you were a guest on the John Miller show. I was. Is that how we met, right? Yeah, we met there, and then uh, briefly, I was actually... You got me hooked up, by the way. Yeah. You you hooked me up with a couple few of them. You did. You're a good wing wing girl. It's so funny that you say that, that, uh, because uh, I, too, am going to be starting a podcast called the Lesbo Wingman podcast. Oh, right on. Nice. So we have to do a little bit here then. Right. Well, for sure. Because, and what that'll be is where, you know, I mean, everybody's always asked me, you know, how I get all the women, which is ironic because I was married for seven years. Right. To a... a to a girl. To a girl. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was married to a guy before. You was, know, it a, was it a legal marriage? Nah, no, but what real fun <laughs> is, right? You know? Okay, just making sure. But uh, yeah, so they always ask me that. And uh, so I decided I'm going to do a little podcast and help people out and give uh, advice, you know? Okay, for lesbians. No, for anybody. For anybody. Yeah. So like, I, don't, I don't understand. So it's lesbian. Well, I do understand. Lesbian wing girl. Lesbian wingman podcast. Wing so man, I'm basically, okay. yeah. So it's wingman is wingman. There's no well, wing girl. Well, for example, like, you know, I'd give advice. Like, uh, you know, there are things, you know, the straight couples. Like, you know, one piece of advice I could give, you know, when it comes into the bedroom, you know, women don't ask your man what their fantasy is because I guarantee it's not you. Yeah. You know, and just same well, thing as men don't ask your woman what their fantasy is, because I guarantee it's a bigger ant. Eh, right. You know. Let's, so. do, <laughs> let's do this. I want to do this. Carl, put the number out there, and then we'll ask people who are listening right now live. Okay. On VoiceAmerica.com variety channel, going global with Gas Man, the program that airs every Saturday from 1 to 3 p.m. Pacific time here. Right. You want to call in, and you want some advice from the lesbian wingman. 
<laughs> there you go. Just I just that alone cracks me up. What, the lesbian wingman. I know it's okay. uh it's not necessarily no, I, oxymoron. I know it's, it's kind of like definitely a play on words. Of course it is, and it's, and it's like almost it's almost fitting, right? Depending on what kind of lesbian you're dealing with. Well, and, and now now <laughs> it's it is like right? uh, well it is um, I would say uh, misleading because it it would assume that it's all you know a dating advice for for lesbians, but really it's dating advice for heterosexual Everybody. men. For guys, guys, because because you know what's up. Because you know you're a girl. You've been hit on guys. You know it works. You were you were also strange. I get hit more on by guys than I do females. It's really weird. Well, maybe because there's not as many women out there who are gay, and maybe it's also you know you're kind of intimidating to approach to. I don't intimidating. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I'm just no, maybe 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 not. I don't know. Well, let's just say you wear the pants in the relationship. Let's say that. Okay, I'll just keep Let's it there. That. Right. <laughs> but I am like the straightest I, lesbian you'll ever meet. It's kind no, of you're, ironic. You're, you're very cool. I, I, I want to throw the number out there. So if anybody listening wants some advice from the lesbian wingman, <laughs> we'll, we'll try it. And we'll, yeah, we're, we're, here for, you know, we're here until 3 p.m. Right. So there's plenty of time. We can just throw it out there. We don't even, we're not relying on phone calls because we rarely get phone calls here. We don't really put the number out that much. So, we'll put it out there because, uh, you know, if okay. you've got any advice that you've ever thought, you know, that a lesbian would have a better perspective on something, right? Then call us, All ask right. us. Carl, throw the number out there. The number to call in to Going Global with ga- Gas Man, excuse me, is 866 472 5788. 866 472 5788. Get your advice from the lesbian wingman. 866 457 472. Oh. 472-5788. 5788. I'm moving my arms in the studio while yeah, I'm no, saying Mike, that. Yeah, no, Mike, what is that? We should be videotaping Does this. that one commercial that plays on uh, one of those talk radio shows that that number drives me up a wall, they say it so much. Which I can't one? Remember. I, it's KTAR. Call. I, Call now. Yeah. 1-800-555-2591. <laughs> that number again Ooh, is 1-800-555-2911. That was I, sexy. I sexy I, radio voice. I think I just gave the wrong number twice right there. <laughs> <laughs> Of course, you have Lerner and Rowe. You can know uh, the the attorneys out here in the Southwest. Yeah, they're good Lerner times. Lerner and Rowe is the way there to go. go. Call something, something, something five, five nine four zero. Oh. Yeah, there you uh, go. <laughs> I, I refuse to say the right numbers for them. That's funny. <laughs> Somebody's singing that, by but the way. But I think everybody knows that commercial because I was singing well, right along with you. Yeah, like I said, if you're in the Southwest, you are. But it's funny if you're in Vegas, they're separated. Yeah, Lerner, two different numbers. Lerner and Rowe are not together in Vegas, but like here in Arizona, they're together. You mean Lerner. they broke up in Vegas? No, there's separate uh, attorneys out there. I did. I knew they were in Vegas, but I didn't know they were separate. Yeah, they they teamed up for like for Arizona. That's but, a but now they're separate because I'm looking at their billboards across the valley, and I see their. I don't, I'm only seeing I think Lerner now or there Rowe. There must have been some trouble in paradise. <laughs> Need a wreck? Maybe it was like a Sigfin and Roy thing. <laughs> Need a wreck? Need a wreck? <laughs> Here's a check. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's <laughs> just might as well to put on their billboard to say that, right? Oh, that, that's the so big funny. old smile on their face while they're saying, in a, in a wreck? I'm like, yeah, I bet you're smiling, you asshole. I actually, <laughs> I actually used to uh, know this guy who, right when cell phones started becoming popular, they, uh, they had this little scam going where they would, they would uh, get rear-ended by people on cell phones. Okay. And, uh, and did that little scam. Oh, I heard about that before. Yeah. So. All right. Well, I don't really want to drive in that direction. <laughs> <laughs> we just kind of started in there. Start I want to get back in the criminal right off the bat. I want to get back on the uh, the LGBT community here. Um, it's Luxembourg. You know the country of Luxembourg. Uh, the, the prime minister Xavier Bettel marries his same-sex partner. 
Okay. As a prime minister. That's awesome. I mean, that's huge. You know, we're taking over the world. I, I wasn't planning on even talking about that story, but honestly, I'm not lying. I like I posted my, I opened up my Facebook page, and that was the first story on my Facebook page. Because you love, you know how much I love every time <laughs> I'm anywhere that LGBT stories get come along, right? You just, it's one of my favorites. I, I know it is. You're <laughs> such a champion for the cause there, Cass. Give the rainbow back. We uh, actually, what we're gonna do today is we're gonna do a little bit of uh, airing it out on Drive with Gas because Carl, the intern, says he's got something he wants to kind of get off his chest. Okay. So we're going to air it out a little bit. Um, Cass, you're hanging out. I know you got some other things brewing, so we'll discuss that as well. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, Cass and I, we know, did they get the Cass, Cass. no, no, Gas, Cast and Ass show. Yes, we did. Right. Well, it, well, like we're going back to what we were saying, we'd all started, I was, I was working with the, uh, you know, with KWSS when they were starting it with uh, Amy Donahue and John Miller. And, right. We had Amy Donahue on a month ago. Yeah, and, and Amy and I were supposed to have a show together, which uh, lasted about three days because, uh, you know, I wanted to speak at some point. <laughs> and, uh, that happens sometimes. Right. And um, and then you came in. Uh, you were working at All Comedy Radio, I think, at first when yeah. you came around. Uh-huh. I was at All Comedy Radio, and then I ended up finding my way to John Miller's radio show. Which was uh, a uh, blast, to say the least. I'll, you know what's funny is he's on, I'll plug his show, FCCfree.com. Oh, you he's can doing take, great he, you, can, you can take a listen to him. I was a uh, sidekick to him. And I knew that because when I contacted the station, it was John that I contacted, not the owner. And John's like, yeah, why don't you come join me on my show? I'm like, awesome, Thursdays and Saturday nights. And I had a great time because I didn't have to worry about anything but just showing up and talking. Right. And it was a blast. It was so much fun. And then uh, then we had the round tables with Tony Sturp, <laughs> you, Paul was there. I mean, it was... Andy I, Sly, it, it was, others. It was, for me, one of the funnest times I've had on the radio when it's not my show. Right. Because yeah, I've been on a lot of shows before, and I've had a great time doing it, but that was a lot of fun. Yeah, we and had a... We had a lot of fun discussions. Yes, to say the least. So, but it doesn't mean the fun stops then, because I have a lot more fun to... You know, to, to go to go, I guess you could well, say. Well, yeah, you keep growing, you keep learning. And, right, we have yeah. fun here on the show. Yeah, we're gonna have fun. You're moving up, man. I saw you got yeah. some bunch of listeners out there. People I got a, that are digging the show. I'm on marijuana radio, Cass. Are you? <laughs> did you know that? Did not know that. Really? No, but I did know that because yeah. you, you sent me a thing on yeah. that. Marijuana radio. Yeah, that's awesome. Driving with gas is back. Driving with gas. Driving with gas. Yeah, so I'm excited. But yeah, marijuana radio. I mean, things have changed. You know. I'd like to see an Arizona station play my radio show. <laughs> well, you know, I really think that Arizona is going to go with recreational. I mean, the, it should with the border so close, and you know, it the just numbers makes are sense. looking good. Yeah. The polling that they're doing with the bills well, coming still out. Still going to get the signatures though. Well, yeah, but the they when they need to, I think it was two hundred fifty thousand or something, and uh, but the polling numbers I I thought I last I saw were you know in favor of. You know, the majority was was wanting the to, it to go recreational. Yeah, I really think it's going to pass. I think any state that looks at the, what Colorado is bringing in for taxes wise, and and you know any state that's struggling, it, it, it's a kind of a no brainer. You would think, and then you got to think about the people who are in charge of preventing this from moving on, and you got to right. wonder what you, what your incentive is or what their incentive is of stopping this and not letting this go because. The fear that they have of this is something that that is unknown on their end. They're they're fearing something they've just been told and brought up to fear, and that's end of story. Right. They've never experienced getting high. And the thing is, is that when you talk to someone who's experienced getting high, and I don't mean if it's been a thousand times or if it's been one time, the fact of the matter is, you're, they're fine. 
You right. know, they're fine. Right. So I think when people look down upon people who smoke weed, it doesn't make you into a zombie. It doesn't make you into a slacker. It doesn't, you no. know, and people all over around you smoke weed. I would love to do this at a show one time. I'd love to see like a big audience and say, I want those who smoke weed to stand up. All right. And, and see, be honest. And be honest. Right. Or you can say, which I thought might, might be the wrong way to go, is to say those who don't smoke stand up. Uh, yeah, that would be shameful. That'd right. be shaming. Right. So I don't want to do that. So I'd rather I, the ones who stand up. That way you can see the, you know, the, uh, right, the huge, realistic numbers. Right. Now, I know the, the one thing in, in Colorado that they, they kind of harp on is, you know, with the edibles. The edibles, you right. know, the gummy bears and all of that and mm-hmm. getting in the hands of kids. And, and look, I mean, to me, the, the bottom line is... You know, first of all, if you're going to regulate, maybe they shouldn't make edibles that are gummy bears and stuff like that because it is adults smoking. So what, do you, what really need do you have for gummy bears? But if you're yeah. going to make them, that becomes a parent's responsibility to not have those out for the children. So, I, I mean, I, I, I understand where they're coming from, you know, because there has been incidents of children getting into marijuana edibles. Right. But that's the parents' fault. That's not the of course. culture's fault. Of course it's not. Right? You know, I, I mean, mean so. But that's what the thing is, is because it's out there that it's available. My child will get it somehow. Right. And it's like, well, then you're just doing a crappy Prescription job. Prescription drugs are far worse. I know, and more accessible. Exactly. Easier accessible because every parent's on some. And far more epidemic and worse and over. I mean, there's We just, were talking yeah. about kids actually trading their, their drugs in school. What do you got? Oh, gosh, you got yeah. Adderall? I got some Ritalin. Yep. Yeah, I'll give you some Ritalin. I'll take some Adderall. That's crazy. It wasn't like that when we It wasn't were like up. that. No, it never was like that. In fact, you, if there was one person in, in your class... I remember, like in high school, you knew who the burnout was, you know, right. and that was it. I mean, there wasn't, every, but you, everyone else smoked pot, <laughs> you know. Exactly. They just nobody, you know. It's like coming out of the, the pot closet. We, uh, yeah, you used to have, you'd have the stoners. The, the stoners were, you know, they always knew at lunch they were over there, you know, down the street, you know, yeah. smoking their weed and everything, and. Then I'd go say hi. That <laughs> 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 like, may, may not been one of them. Hi, guys. Now, what's I going bounced on? around to different cliques. Were right. you the same? I didn't stick with one clique. I never had. Uh, actually, in high school, I was somewhat of a, a loner in high school. I, I didn't bloom until after high school, to be honest with you. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, because I was like in elementary school, I was pretty popular. And then in junior high, I was somewhat popular, but not really. But then in high school, it was like, that's not, that's not happening for me. It was a very. A typical LA suburb high school. Okay, oh, so yeah. you had you had your porn stars and you had your rock stars <laughs> and you had your your sports stars. That's, okay, that was the school. See, was I was in Granada well, Hills High School. It was the home of porn stars and the home of John Elway. Oh, okay. So it, I was a little more north. I was yeah, up by Santa Cruz. Right, you're a so. lot different world. Yeah. I mean, for us, I mean, you know, like porn capital is down the street from my house. You know, that's probably <laughs> why we play porn and music or not. Right, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But I'm saying is like our school was very. Uppity up. Hold on. Where where, yeah. where did you where did you grow up? I, I grew up in the San Fernando Valley. So I I graduated. No, I know where you grew up. Oh me, oh. Uh, I grew up in Salinas, which is right next to Santa Cruz. Yeah, Monterey. I grew up in Santa Cruz. Oh, okay, sweet, very awesome, nice. love it. I yeah. love meeting people from that area. I, I used to, yeah, we cut and go to Santa Cruz Boardwalk all the time. It was a blast. Oh, Santa Cruz is. If I, I could pick anywhere. In the west side, coast, or anywhere in California to live, you like that? It would be Santa Cruz. Yeah, it's I just tell expensive. People, I won't All move right. back unless I can go there. Exactly. There's no other reason to go back unless I can go. All back right. There. Enough of the Santa Cruz love. Santa <laughs> Cruz rocks, man. <laughs> I haven't been. I'll have to check it out. I'd love to. I, I currently am wearing a hat for a local brewing company up there. That's funny. I watched them. Should uh, I put some film... Lost Boys music? I was here? about to say I watched <laughs> them film Lost Boys. Oh no way! Did you? Yes, I did. That uh, scene uh, where they're on the bridge. 
That bridge is actually, and you'll, Car, you'll know this, that bridge is really, really small, but they yeah, make it's it tiny. look so huge in the movie. So. Yeah, they make it look so big. Yep. And, uh, How big was it, Carl? <laughs> right. It's just a, it's actually just a little railroad bridge that goes over a little bit of a river mouth that leads out into the ocean. Yeah, maybe 100 feet. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it's not very big. Ah, there you <laughs> go. Yep. And then Lost there was Boys. another movie filmed down in the valley, the San Lorenzo Valley in the Santa Cruz Mountains called Out on a Limb with Matthew Broderick. I out remember that, yeah. I was there when uh, never grow Tony Hawk and them. And you'll never die. Yes. But you must be. This was just on TV the other week, too. Hey, you like the maggots, Michael? <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> That's my lost boys there. What's funny is my son. Can I get back to porn in my high school, please? Go ahead. No, go ahead. No. I'm just going to say, my son and his friends, they call his crew the Lost Boys, yet they've never seen the movie. And I'm like, that just makes no sense. They have to see the movie. You have to see the movie. And then the, the number two can't happen now. We know that. <laughs> oh, Un- right. Unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> unfortunately. But uh, uh, Cass McPherson's hanging out with us right here. We're fortunate to have her in studio, and we're hanging out with you on the Saturday. It is May, it's May 16th, and just to time stamp the show, just so people know that we're live here right, in the studio. Right. It's a little chilly outside. It was, it's a little chilly in here. May 16th in Arizona, and it's like 60 degrees outside during the day. That never happens. Yesterday was awesome. Screw this global warming, man. That's BS. No, I love it. <laughs> it is freezing in this room, by the way. Um, uh, maybe when we go play a song, we'll come back and uh, I'll, I'll lower the temperature. Oh, I mine can deal with or it. Or raise the temperature. Something like that. Yes. Uh, Carl. Yes. All right. So uh, real quick. Um, Santa Cruz sucks. Uh, Whatever. <laughs> San, hey. San Fernando Valley, man. That's where it's at. Hey, don't knock it till you try it. Um. So, yeah, I just want to get back to finish that real quick, and then we'll go to break. Okay. Um, that my school that I grew up in, where was I? San Fernando <laughs> Valley. Right, no, San You're San talking about the porn industry. At the porn industry. And, yeah, what I'm saying is my school was like the, like, the, like the movie Valley Girl, okay? Did you ever see the movie Valley oh, Girl? Oh, yeah, it's one okay. of my favorites. That was like a few years before I graduated high school. So that was still remnants of the Valley. Like right. my sister graduated high school at my high school when that was like full-blown going on. So that my that was my high school in a sense. Right, is right. That where, that's where I was. That was, that was the kind of people I was dealing with. But that was pretty much a lot so of I was, California. I was, I was, I was, so I, would, I didn't associate myself with any groups or anything. I played on the golf team. Uh, I tried out for wrestling. <laughs> that didn't last very long. And then I ended up just kind of hanging out with just a few dudes who just were like other loners, you know? Oh, so that was it. That was it. And I, I, I hated high school. I want to get the hell out of there. And as soon as I got out of high school, I went to New Mexico State and... Uh, I was back to being popular again. <laughs> <laughs> and now you're uber popular. I wasn't popular. I was just, you know, I like being part of the house that always has the good parties. That was what it was. So. Were you in a frat? Nope. Oh, okay. GDI, man. What is that? Goddamn individual. Oh, okay. All right, let's jam some tunes. White Bark from Mergence right here in Phoenix. You know Mergence, don't you, Carl? Yes. Yes, this is good stuff. Good stuff. Right, we'll jam this. We'll come back. You're on the Variety Channel on voiceamerica.com. Cass McPherson's hanging out with us, and you should too. So don't go anywhere. It's White Bark for Emergence on Going Global with Gas. Man.
The kind that help our Olympic athletes reach new peaks of excellence? The very same. I think this tomato could wipe out world hunger. More tomato? Yes, yes please. I've been waiting for your voice to get me out of this town. And I've been walking, walking backwards, not knowing what it's about. Yeah, but you were guys illuminated my senses a million times now.
Sponge Cake, You Matter is the song, is the song music from here in Phoenix, Arizona, where we are broadcasting from on the voiceamerica.com variety channel, going global with gas. Man. <laughs> <laughs> I want to hear Cass do it once. Man. <laughs> that does well, sound I, like I, By the way, do you like that? I, I just trying to do a real quick kind of with an edge. Man. I, like, told, I told Carl he's got to, because for, for a while he was saying it the same way. I was like, you got to like come up with another way to say it. So like be creative. You got to do like it that. more like the dude. I'm telling you, like, man. Right. Man. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, man. Yeah. Because, you know, like when I say it, if I'm by myself, I'm like, yeah, you're going global with gas. Man. Man. <laughs> right? I mean, that's, yeah. yeah so. Put a little chill behind it. Yeah, put a little chill, relax, you know, a little pause, you know, a little break, you know. Right. Got to smoke them if you got them kind of thing. <laughs> uh. I tell you, man, you're the dude of comedy. Uh, uh, you did say that. That's kind of funny. All right, yes, yeah, so we'll try that next time. I was on I was on my email, and I got an email from change.org. You know, you get those uh, petitions and stuff oh, like right, that. Oh, right, right. Uh, by the way, Cass McPherson's hanging out with me. Comedi- That's me. Comedian. Comedian, man. Where can they find you online? Uh, right now, uh, uh, there is laughyourcassoff.com. Okay. K-A-S-S. K-A-S-S. See, I'm G-A-S-S. Yes, laughyourcassoff.com. Um, I think we actually just took it down um, to add some more content. So, okay. um, And then uh, you got uh, Laugh Your Cass Off YouTube. You can also catch uh, Lyco Entertainment. That's L-Y-K-O. Laugh your cast off entertainment and right. Facebook and uh, Cass McPherson on Facebook. Awesome. Hope everyone got that. If you didn't get that, you can catch the replay. And <laughs> right. <laughs> we're actually replaying tomorrow. Um, I believe it's from 2 to 4 p.m. Uh, tomorrow here on the same channel. And they're replaying Going Global with Gas on Thursdays at 4 p.m. Wow. Yeah, some 4 to 6 p.m. So there's no excuses not to catch anything. Or maybe it's 2 to 4 p.m. <laughs> it's one of those 42? things. 42? It's 42. Two, I four? think 2 to 4 maybe. That sounds more. Better. I don't know. Something it like sounds that. Sounds more better. But it's Thursday, and that's cool. So we're gonna catch the the listenership. See, we're catching just the weekend listenership on, online, which is great. Right. And we're gonna try to tap in a little bit of the weekly, the daily listeners. Uh, so I don't know how many people here listen on the daily, the daily times. I'm sure they got a few shows. Like every show on this network, you you were getting a little education during the break there about the place here. Every show like has a purpose to try to help people. Right. Not this show. We're the only one. <laughs> <laughs> well, you need a we're little. We're more of an look. educational show, though. Well, I mean, I, I try to be. Yes, we're, we're, we're education through uh, entertainment. Exactly. Yes. Right. Okay. You well, need a little levity in life. As exactly. Well. That's what this show is all about. So don't take us serious. So this uh, story I got from Change.org is about this dude who is a third strike recipient of a drug law that puts him in jail for life. Third strike. He sold pot and LSD to who he thought was a friend. Turned out to be a police informant. How do you? Do, I, I how do you mean, keep doing it, going back and forth? No, no. How do you think that the police informant is your friend? I mean, at, at how long? You well, know, until you figure it out that they're not. No, I mean, how long are you w- working with or being around somebody that you consider <laughs> him a friend? You know, my friend only wants to be around me when I'm picking up my drugs. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> right. I, I just don't understand I, how that he thought he was a friend. Like, maybe thought a customer, but a right. friend. I just <laughs> right. Don't get that part. So drug dealers aren't friends with their. Cu- cu- I, I just you know clientele. Yeah, I mean, you and I have known each other for a while. We're friends. Right. You know, so right. I'd use that term, but I can't see him using that term. To someone who sold pot and LSD uh, to right. right? Yeah. I wouldn't sell that to a friend. That's not a good friend. No. <laughs> that's not a good friend. And to LSD a certain degree, is it's not a good friend. something that you should probably get in trouble for. Right. And that's what I think, too. I don't know about a lifetime in prison. No. But the, the, the letter goes on and says, uh, this guy, his name's Tim. He was 25 when this happened. He says, he's the most harmless guy you'll ever meet. And he uh, he used to follow the Grateful Dead. 
<laughs> I don't I don't know if that's really helping your cause. <laughs> but the point being is like you can't call him the most harmless guy when he's selling someone LSD. No. No. That, I, I'm sorry to point out your the discrepancy here, but it's true. Especially now, uh, you know, not that it, in any terms it's that's a drug that is ever been safe. But you look back onto that drug in the 80s, you know, certainly the chemical makeup is far different than what it is now. I mean, you, any of that ecstasy or any of those, you know, now they basically just throw together almost household chemicals right. and call it a drug. So, you know, um, yeah, that's f- certainly far dangerous than marijuana. And, you know, but I don't think it warrants a life sentence. Well, and no drugs, you know, do that. No, no, no drug should have put yourself in, in, a, in bars for life. That's I, I think so you're right. I, I, I really think that the prison reform and all that, you know, drug offenses, a drug offenses with violence, okay, maybe, but pure drug offenses, I, I think that those are the people that can be reformed and, and learn from and go through counseling and stuff. As compared to, you know, maybe rapists, murderers, child molesters, you know, that that really can't be. So I think that there should be lighter sentences. Did you see the story? Um, I'll, I'm going to pull up right now, but it's about the, the school system getting cut funds, but yet they're they're going to build $30 million for a juvenile detention center. <laughs> yeah, that was in Baltimore somewhere. Was it Baltimore? Yeah. So they might need that in Baltimore, though. Is that just... I mean, like for real. Yeah, what are we? What, you know, what are we telling them that? Hey, get in trouble, go to jail, and never have a chance. Instead of hey, how do we rehab you and you know build education centers instead? Exactly. So right. yeah, they approved thirty million dollars, but for the for the juvenile jail, right? But cut school funding. It makes and no sense. It makes no sense, and you got to wonder like, when are we going to stand up and say, what are you doing? <laughs> what the I don't, fuck are you doing I don't over know there? That, I don't know that we could make a change. It is such an it is it's such an egregious thing they're doing with this. It is so like this. It's fuck you, education. We know you're going to be bad, and we're going to put you into jail. And that's what they're doing. And well, it's kind of it, like it's it's like if you invest in the system, you won't need to build the jails because they'll they will they'll learn that doing bad is not good. I, I don't. But unfortunately, but, what so what you look at here is is you look at the money that is made. Uh, you know, as far as so the schools get grants based on test scores, attendance, and you know, etc. Now the jail, juvenile hall, they get money based on all the contracts, outside contractors, and everything. So they actually make far more money than the schools will. So it that's that's why it, it has precedent. Because it's more money to be made in in uh, locking up our. I know. Yeah, it's, that's what it is. So it's money. Well, and if you edu- if you don't educate them, then they're less willing to fight back. Exactly. Gov- right. Governor Larry Hogan says he decided to take sixty eight million dollars. This is money that lawmakers set aside for schools, and he used it to uh, I guess he, what he what he says shore up the state's pension system instead. He said, giving the extra money to schools instead of putting it into what he said is an unfunded pension system would be absolutely irresponsible and will not happen on my watch. <laughs> right. 
That's that's all, all all that is is lobbyists, you know, whether it's the construction companies or some shady you know, shit, man. Yeah, that's how <laughs> it goes. That is the you know but what that, can't, it, that it is should've... truly the American dream. Well, but that's the problem right now. And the thing is, is when you're looking at how people are be running things and how it's so out of whack right now, and yet our media is standing idle, just uh, talking about what, Carl? Tegan. <laughs> Thanks for being on the I spot. Looking, right I'm sorry, there. I was no, no, no. I'll say our media is more more invested into a flat football than they are with uh, oh yeah with ev- with everything going on. Yeah, Here. you have all this stuff going on in in the world today, and like like this this uh, this prison thing, and it's glossed over because everybody else in the in the damn world is worried about some stupid football, right? And how it affected some guy. Yeah. Air it out. Give two shits about <laughs> anybody else. Air it out, Carl. They're just stupid. So the state of of, of the state of Baltimore, <laughs> the state of Maryland, approved thirty million dollar youth jail. And what's interesting is so that they they did this right after all of this unrest in Baltimore. Yeah, let's, let's right. That's like saying right okay, after right. The, the shooting. You know, it's like it's just you know what it is. It's another big you know fu. It's thirty million dollars for a sixty bed jailhouse. <laughs> wow. That's state of the art. Why I'm, can't they just like rebuild or remodel like the houses that aren't being used anymore? Or maybe the downtown, uh, uh, you know, right? Why don't they complexes were create group homes with with you know educational aspects and opportunities for these youth? Right. For thirty million dollars, you can do right. that. Yeah. You can you can probably f- fix up a nice little apartment there, complex again, that's been eradicated. The answer is because on the back end, after it's open, they wouldn't get the funding. They wouldn't get the the construction. Wouldn't get the contract. The labor unions wouldn't get the contracts, so that's well, as what it much all of it. Some of it will because you're renovating is one thing, but yeah, all the, from building from scratch, which we keep building from scratch. Everything like if you go to if you come to Arizona, it's it's yeah that building's old, so let's just build a new one. Right? <laughs> that's, yeah, that's what they do. This repurposing whole, does not. I, I think you also have to think about repurposing. If if, if we if we let prisons remain profit centers, then this is going to be a, a trend that we see right. all of the time. Right, and that's... Because sc- prisons are profit centers. And, Absolutely. And that's the scary part about that is that... They're always going to be put first because of that. Education, the, schools are, are expenses, not profit centers. Yeah, Governor Jan Brewer signed in like, private prisons here in Arizona. I remember that. I mean, it's like, what's going on here, man? Well, that's exactly what Tent City is. Tent City people, you know, like, at, at the time, and, you know, held uh, Arpaio for, you know, creating this environment that was supposed to be so tough that people didn't want to be in it, when ultimately what it was was a very bare minimum cost lockup center that generated the profits. So he just maximizes profits by having not having a, a uh, bricks-and-mortar type facility, for lack of a better term. Right. And uh, that's all it was. Well, you, you take what happened in Baltimore, you see the unrest, you see the... It's really just the bullshit of the way people are treated, and it's it's... The, the light is finally turning around on the introspect of those who are holding their, you know, their foot to everyone's neck. And that, that spotlight needs to be shine brighter on all those people who are doing that so they could be like, all right, we need to stop doing this. Because if you're stopping, you know, the, uh, is that our phone, by the way? Sounded um, like. I hope it is. It'd be kind of cool if we get a phone call. Uh, we'll throw out, uh, <laughs> Yeah. You know what's funny about Baltimore? Uh, the Today Show, uh, about six months prior to all this happening, they had this shine a light program on, uh, you know, unhealthy cities or cities in, you know, in in uh, turmoil. And Baltimore, out of all the cities, was the one that won. And at the time, they talked about how, like, 
you know, in certain parts, there wasn't even fresh groceries, you know, in, in different aspects on um, on the city. And then it just I found it just ironic, I guess, for, for lack of a better term, that, you know, six months later here, it, you know, brought to how bad the city really was, you know, right. so it shined a true light on it. And that city in general, they need funding to to help the young people. They need funding to, you know. So there's no empathy when these, there is absolutely when no these empathy. politicians get voted in, they turn their backs on everybody. And it's like, screw you, I made it. I'm, you know what I mean? It's almost like, you know, there was a meme where they have all these politicians in, in office for 40, 50 years. I mean, really? Really? Right. I mean, yeah, you need, we need, we, we need we fresh need to be turning those over. We need to be. The, the, the mindset alone is scary. These guys are living from a 50s mindset of, of being raised f- from that point. Right. It's like, that's not good. We need someone who's fresher. We should have a cap on an age limit. What I was, almost question a democracy in general. Well, sometimes. we're not a democracy. We're, no, we're a republic. We're supposed to be. We're, we're supposed to be a republic. Well, that's what we're supposed to be. But we're supposed to, to have democratic, De- uh, democratic government. We're well, supposed to that's have, different. Right. Right. But it, I guess, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> it, there is. It's but we're line. we're based as a republic. Based as a republic, but we're supposed to have a democratic uh, system. Government where fifty one percent rules over forty nine percent. Well, no, that that the democracy is supposed to be where the people. Well, let me ask you this, right? Is. I understand. Let me ask you if you could put a, an age limit on. I think it should be a term limit, not age limit. You don't think you don't think it should be, you can be too old to uh, to run. I don't think you should be. You could be too old to run. Sixty-five isn't too old to run. Well, maybe yeah. it, maybe not an age limit, but maybe more diversity in. If, if you have four uh, representatives from your state, they all can't be over fifty. Yeah, there you go. Maybe they should there's, be. A, maybe there's yeah. certain you have to represent the demographics. I, I like that. That's a really good idea. It's so like you a, have you have a twenty to thirty year old, a thirty to forty. You know what I mean? And you can do it by decades. That's and, a good idea. You get those people idea. to represent the people, and then you right. get all of the different views and perspectives, possibly. And you give them what uh, eight years at the max, two terms. Yeah, or, something like that. Right. Yeah. You yeah. can't if you served in one decade, you can't serve in the next. Decade I absolutely agree with that. Thing. Yeah. See, that's that makes sense. You know, and, and you think we're the first ones ever to think about this on no. this planet? No. And the problem is, is that the government we have doesn't. It, it's not a reflection of the people. No, at all. At all. That's the at biggest all. problem. Right. There's no reflection of the people. I don't know government. that it ever truly has been. Maybe back in the day when it first started. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I might, think. You know, but I think in the '60s with JFK is when you see started to see a turnaround, and I think that's exactly why he's no longer with us. Well, and I think with any government. If, if you're allowed, I, I think with the government where, you know, you're free to run and be elected uh, by the people, it's going to attract those individuals who who want to be in those powerful positions. Right. And, and it's going to attract those people who want to have some sort of control over others. And so I think that's just a natural uh, tendency for this type of government we have, you know, and, and the good people get snuffed out because they maybe don't have the voice or the backing because they're not willing to take the bribes or... Uh, take the the kickbacks or whatever it may be. Right. I imagine it, it would be interesting if you uh, if a uh, candidate that basically they had to be under a certain income and they had to be you know instead of being the upper echelon, you know a true middle class. So like they had to have income limits and they had to have you know certain types of. Well, I I, you know, I think you point out a, a, 
a, a big another big injustice that is that that's another area where they don't represent the people. They make laws for the people, and then they exempt themselves from those particular laws. <laughs> Absolutely, you should have to live the way everybody else lives. Right. That's the you're, you're not on yeah. a pedestal because you're a, a, a the government. You are you, a, what, you are a servant of the people. Okay, but think about this. I've been thinking about this for the last few days, and you know, we're born into this system. We're born into this culture. We're born into this society that's already going. Right. There's, you know, back in the day, you were still there figuring out how to build a society, how to create one, how to be one. So here we figured something out, I guess, and we're the ones that are just living in this, what, what, what was created for us. And who's to say that's right? Who's to say what we're living and how we're living is the right way to live on this planet? It, to me, it doesn't seem like it's, it's working. And it doesn't seem like we can certainly change it. And it doesn't seem like, yeah, it doesn't seem like it's going to be really uh, wanting to be changed. And that's the problem. I mean, there's people who want it changed, but there's those who don't. And so you got to question, what is your motive for, for not wanting to change and keeping the system the way it is, where people are dying every day from hunger that's unnecessary, from diseases and, 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 just, and stuff that doesn't need to be a, an issue anymore, stuff that we can fix. Well, I, I think in a lot of people's everyday lives, they're not impacted by the stuff that we talk about. And so there's a comfort level, and then they don't look outside of that comfort level for maybe different things that need to be changed or whatever it might be. Right. I actually did. And you I, have to get those people to step out of the comfort zone and care. Well, it's because you're going to lose your HBO, you're going to lose your right? SUV, you're going to lose, right. you know, what, what are you going to, you know, that's the thing. That's the fear. Like for me, you know, I can, I can brag as I've had many jobs, you know, <laughs> not quite the most romantic thing to say ever in the world. But uh, the thing is, is a lot of people haven't. A lot of people have had their one job and that's it. It's all they know. And it's like you got to tell them that what you, the system you're in is bullshit. And you, you know what I mean? It's right. They're not going to take it. They're going to, they're so secure. And, and stuck in a political box. Well, it sounds like the matrix to them and they're not willing to believe not, that crap. Yeah. It's not a political, but it's a, it's just a, their own shell that they're in of the world that they seem to know. They don't want to let that go. They, you know what I mean? Cause right. it's, cause we've already seen it. We already know it's bullshit. My two biggest aspects that, that just, I, I, I am so frustrated with politics in general is one that the, you know, I don't know if it's, I, I feel it's more on the Republican side to the Democrats that it's just a constant negativity. Like they jump all over anything bad instead of, you know, any type of working together to gain any positivity. It's a right. constant like dog and cat fight. It is. Yeah. There's and no then love. Two, there's no camaraderie. I think that we, you know, these are U.S. government and U.S. being the key word there. And yet. Everything we seem to do is for every other country in the world. And when we have, you know, poverty and, and kids starving in our country, yet we spend so much money on helping others and, and foreign policies and not enough on our own country. I, I absolutely agree with you. It's one of the biggest complaints I have is that, yeah. the, you know, there are lots of different that chaps private my organizations, you know, that take care of American people. But our it seems like the... You know, our government cares more about the poor people in other countries than the poor people in our country. Right. And I'm not saying well, I, hey, that these people uh, don't need help. So does Angelina Jolie. Right. <laughs> yeah, hey, right. I, well, that's the other thing, too, is even the celebrity and, individuals and, help promote that. Right, right. And Madonna. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back. We have another hour to go. It's already getting heated in here, man. <laughs> this is awesome. What's going on? We're all from California, dudes. <laughs> <laughs> man. I can call you dudes. Man. All right. Yes, so uh, we'll hit the top of the hour. This, I've never heard this song before. I'm going to play it because it just seems appropriate right now. It's called Eating Crackers in Bed. Oh, And it's nice. by the band called Rabbits. 
So if the song really sucks, I'll stop it and I'll <laughs> come back in. So if it doesn't suck, then we're going to hit the top of the hour. We're going to come back and then we're going to talk more. We'll play Drug Code with Cass McPherson from, <laughs> from the Salinas area. I'm pretty I always sure kill at this game. she knows. And then we'll also play some porno music or not. I so suck at that one. That one's coming. Oh, that surprises me. I think. Hey, I, I do too. This is, <laughs> don't sell yourself short, Carl. You're very good at that game. <laughs> we'll be back. All right, again, this might be quick, so who knows. This is, again, Rabbits with the, band, with the song called Eating Crackers in Bed.
That's the chimps with the Z right there. Chimps and California kicking off our second hour here, going global with gas. Man. <laughs> so you need that pause, though. You need a pause. Oh, yeah, too quick. Yeah, a little too quick. All right, it's all good, man. We'll go we'll catch it. Carl, the intern, hanging out with us here and in studio writing. Writing Shotgun is Cass McPherson. What up? What's up? Comedian. And uh, what else you got going on? Um, that's about it right now. Right, cool. <laughs> now I got some shows coming up uh, next week, uh, Friday, May twenty second. Uh, we're doing a fundraiser for um, United Together for domestic violence at Comedy Speakeasy. Saturday night, another fundraiser for the Desert Dolls roller derby. So sexy hot chicks. And then Sunday, I will be um, doing a battle of the bands kind of thing. In Tempe, I can't tell you right now. I forget. All right, nice. So you'll check it all out on Lyco Entertainment and S- Facebook. Staying busy as you busy, are. Yeah. Um, we were talking about drugs. <laughs> oh, yeah, we're going to play we're, the drug we code. Were, well, we are. We're going to play the drug code a little bit later on here in this hour. We'll get to that. Um, we had a big bust happen in uh, Phoenix the other day. Uh, the 710 Club was the place, and it was a place over in, in Glendale. I've actually done comedy there. And I'm a card holder in, in Arizona. I'm a medical marijuana card holder. And that this was a place where people can go medicate. And they had farmer's markets, so you can go and make your transactions patient and patient. It's completely legal to do so. And this was a place you can do it. Well, the feds didn't like it and raided the place. And like guns blazing and physical force and putting people to the ground, the whole deal. Right, because potheads are so violent. You know, and that's what I wrote. I said, you know, I said the only thing violent and criminal about the war on drugs are the thugs who enforce it. Mm. Yes. I mean, because there's the one, they're, they're, they're itching to use their, their guns. There's you know, perfect, they're itching to use their anything. There's an example of that, you know, they're talking about people now with their video and video and everything. Uh, I think it was in Southern California. They were doing a raid on a, on a, on a pot house and, and uh, there was a lady filming it with her, her phone and this DEA agent in full you know, AK in full gear, knocked the phone out of her hand and, and like, kicked the phone and broke it if, with her right, filming. Right, I thought you see that. that. Right, right, right. You know, and, and that just tells you, like, you know, it's just overkill, you know what right. I mean? Right. The stoner's mm-hmm. probably not even going to react to grab anything if he has anything. What's it's, he going to do, take his pipe and, hey, you know? <laughs> you know, they have all this <laughs> this equipment and gear Maybe they, they, it's almost like. I blame it on testosterone. It is testosterone. (laughs) I was just going to say, it's like a football player getting ready to get on the field. Right. Right? It's like they're right before the game. You know, the the coach of the football team is is pumping them up. You know how that is. But then it's what's ironic about that is that you have that, but then on the other hand, you have stories, and I think you sent it to me because I do a, a bit about hookers and blow, and you sent me the story about. The DEA that was having these cartel parties yeah, with hookers and blow. That was in the title of the story. Yeah, it was, right. <laughs> and and you know, and it's a, and it's a big deal. So, you the know, show Lionheart, by the way, who's it, no longer the DEA. Exactly. Right. It, she, who's the one that says, "If you make pot legal, dogs will die." Right. So you know, it's just I don't know. Again, it oh, goes all she, back to the government and 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 the and everything and, they do wrong. And the DEA also, the head of the DEA at the time, Michelle Lionheart, also said, "I say Lionheart, L Y N Heart." You know. Yes. So she said that. Oh, she couldn't answer in like a deposition. She couldn't answer the whether marijuana was safer than heroin. <laughs> she couldn't answer that. Wow. I know. Because marijuana, marijuana and heroin are both Schedule One drugs, right? And marijuana has no medicinal value according to the government, and neither does heroin. However, 
heroin in its different form is pumped throughout every single hospital in this country. Yes. And here's another thing. You you know, you look at the you were talking about the age demographics of of, you know, the politicians out there and their religious backgrounds. So, you know, God is God and country, God and country. Right. And it just blows my mind that there is no, you know, the thought process. Okay, if God created all, then marijuana is a plant that was created to grow. And if God created it, I guarantee it was created for certain purposes. Right. It is the medical answer. The religious right, there's a few groups in, in using religion as that answer alone. In Texas, that was going on. What do you mean? Like they're using religion to say that this plant was, ba- like it's in the Bible. Right. End of story. It, right? Yeah, there, is, it, there it, is mentions of the cannabis plant in the Bible. Exactly. And, it, and, and being used as it should be. Yeah, it's when uh, Texas they they pretty much passed a uh, they passed they didn't pass the bill but they they think they agreed on a bill to get to be passed about um, legal legalizing marijuana right and that was about as far as it went because <laughs> <laughs> you know it's not gonna get it's not gonna be even you know thought of for that but it's crazy but isn't that sad s- because then again those are the reason why because you have no, you have an eighty year old man who's in charge who's gonna say no no get off my lawn All right now. It also proves the power the government has over the people when they first classified marijuana as, you know, that that class one drug and put it on that list. And then everybody who grew up was led to believe that it was this horrible, horrible, hallucinogenic type of a thing that, you know, you'd get hooked on and you wouldn't be successful and you'd kill people and you'd be violent. And so everybody has this negative stigma. Nobody's willing. Everybody who grew up in that generation is, you know, who. Those are the pe- the people who aren't willing to see what it's all about and who aren't willing to say, okay, let's see what, what uses it can be good for. Those are the people that we need to figure out how do we turn them around. And unfortunately, a lot of those people are the individuals in our government who represent the so-called people. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, you know, the other thing uh, is that um, they, they couldn't tax it. It was just like the prohibition of alcohol. That's yeah. so I think and that's why, you know, Colorado now and, you know, I think Washington and, and I can't remember the other Oregon, maybe or something that, you know, taxing it. They're making tons of money. It is a no brainer. We're an ec- you know, economic state that these states need the money. The federal the federal you know, government needs the money. So why not let them, you know, sell it, tax it just like alcohol. Look how much money the alcohol and cigarettes make and look how much it's taxed and people still buy it. So they can make the same off of marijuana. But back in the day, it was pro, pro, the prohibition. They didn't know how to tax it. So that's how I feel about that. Oh, is it my turn? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I'm just looking at the camera. I'm like, what are you doing with the camera? I'm also you got good. a little selfie stick. That's it, awesome. It is a selfie stick. You want to hold on it? <laughs> yeah, well, can, I don't know if I can hold something. Can, why, don't you, why don't you pull that, s- pull that stick a little longer there? <laughs> it, it gets longer, Cass. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't um, know how to make it longer. Let me see. What? Yeah, I, you know, I'm just just figuring out just just the mentality in general. Just needs to change. Is what happens. And, you know, it's it's our duty to get the right people in the right position and vote in the right people. But the thing is, you have to find the right people who want to run. That's that's the question: is who who are the right people to run? Are the, are the right people? Do they want to run? Are they like I don't want any part of that? <laughs> you know no, the right mean? people that want to run don't have the money to 
to run. Just, that's just how it goes. Also, the money, but you can you can get if you if there, where there's a will, there's a way. You heard that saying before. Well, yeah, I've heard a lot of sayings, okay. but none of it, co- it never sure relates is. to our government. Well, no, but if you want to get in, and sh- pe- people can change. <laughs> you know, you, you have there's a lot that you have to do to make things happen and, and make change happen. There's a lot, but you can do it if you really, really want to. You have to have the right energy, the right gumption, and the right people to be around, and then people will help and and, and follow what you're what you're trying to do, and they'll help you get to where you want to go. Kevin, I and I think what you mentioned that's key in all of that is the right people around you. Because right. you have to have that support group so you don't get flipped like other people who wanted to go into government and, and do good things got flipped. Right, exactly. So that support group is critical, I think. Right. All right, you're going global with gas. Man. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we got Cass McPherson. She's hanging out with us here in studio. My name is Kevin Gassman. Of course, you can call me Gas. It's all good. It is a quarter after. It's a second hour now. We're uh, here for another 45 minutes and we're done. So we still got to get to some drug code. And we'll talk about um, some porno music or not. I, I, I don't know if you've played my new porno version now. I, I do, haven't. I do, no. so, I do soap or porn. Oh, I think. Have we done that a long yeah, time ago? Yeah, I think I remember that yeah. one. I, yeah. I do I enjoy the soap or porn more. What's that, Carl? Oh, I'm sorry. I do enjoy the soap or porn more. This, well, there's a little bit more to that, you yeah, know, that I like. So uh, let's let's kind of lighten the load up a little bit. Cass McPherson is also going to be your lesbian wingman. <laughs> yeah, right. So, so I want you, Carl, to throw the phone number out there. If anybody out there listening wants to call in and wants to ask Cass a question about maybe how how to hook up a girl? Is that what you're no, doing? Or I, what, what, would you, more... what, what would you offer? Like for me, let's say, all right, look, I need to ask the lesbian wingman a question. And, and the question could be anything of <laughs> from, you know... Let me pretend. Okay, you. Okay. okay. So um, all right, I, I got this girl. She, she comes over. It's, you know, everything's fine. And then all of a sudden she says it's not working out and she's gone. Okay, well, that's... That you need a little more de- de- detail, so... <laughs> Okay, let me. Uh, that was way too vague. Right. Yeah, <laughs> how about a little more just, specific? How yeah, about Carl just Dutton. how do you how do you break the silence? Because I think for a lot of guys, that's and for me there even before I, I met my wife. How do you break? There you go. You see Thanks, the girl Carl. that you want to talk to. How do you do that? You what, know, like, what's I, the best way? That's and that's the perfect question. And honestly, it's it's be yourself. You know, I mean, there's no, you don't come up with the line, you don't, you know, can I buy you a drink, you know, it is as simple as, hi, my name is, what's yours? It's starting the conversation and, and starting it in the way of, of showing yourself. So you don't try to be the guy with the collar flipped up. You don't try to be the smart, any of that. Whoever you are is what you need to portray from the very beginning. And, and, you know, and, and have it with confidence. It could be the hottest girl in the room. And she, you may feel that she's out of your league, but I guarantee you, she's probably had every douche in the place ask her or try to hit on her. And honesty and humor, you know, something funny. I always find that if you use something in the environment around you, there's always a good icebreaker. You know, if there's something going on, uh, you know, there you go. Where, wherever yeah. it is, try to find something you can make a fun of or, or, or say or something. Right. Well, like, so... Like- for example, I, you would cut, you know, like say you go up to the girl and and you got the one douchebag in in the bar. You know, you would go up there and you know make something like, boy, you know, how many of those you see, or something like that. Look at that guy, right, you know, right. and common ground. Right. You know. All right. Well, I want to do this real quick. I want to talk about Facebook. 
And the girls would put selfies on. <laughs> all right. And some of them might be a little provocative, okay? Okay. But a lot of guys like to respond to them. So you, like, you find out who your creeper friends are. That's what I'm trying to say. Right. So <laughs> I want to I read a few. <laughs> all right. <laughs> I'm not going to name names. I'm just saying. I'm not even naming the girl that was posting the photos. Okay. But Do pretty, I know this person, though? I, no, I don't think you know this person. Okay. But what's what's funny is, like, when, when they're, like, sexy photos of themselves, you know, the, the what you'll hear is, uh, here, here's a, you know, you get, looks perfect to me. Okay? Is that creepy? No. That's not creepy? I don't Lo- think that's creepy. Looks perfect to me? I guess I would have to see the picture. You need okay, context well, right, on here, that. Right, here. <laughs> here's the picture. Okay. It's, Let's see. Um, She's lying on her back. I got gotcha. you. No headshot. Right. Basically holding the camera above her well, head. Well, then, I've, therefore, since the head is not shown, that means the mouth is not talking. That is perfect to me. <laughs> <laughs> Spoken as a true lesbian. <laughs> true dyke lesbian. Right. <laughs> that's what I should say. <laughs> um, yeah. So there's I would a, say soft butch. Soft, <laughs> soft butch. No. All right. Then here's this one. This is, this, this is the face shot. Okay. Okay, so it's very pretty. Uh-huh. Right? Right. And uh, a couple guys posted on this one here is uh, just get more gorgeous every day. Total tool. <laughs> that is absolutely lame. And the other guy is so beautiful. Again, lame. Okay. <laughs> so. How does that make you stand out? You know? Uh, right. How does that make you stand out? I mean, you, and the thing here, is. Here, let you, me see that picture again. Uh, let me see. This would be my <laughs> comment that would make me stand out. You're going to. So. You're gonna, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have you type on there. What would you do? I would, would you say, say something along the lines of like, "Hey, is that carpet or tile behind you?" No, I, I would say something along the lines of, uh, you know, love those eyes. Love those eyes, uh, but yeah. that's coming from you as a girl or from a guy. A guy. A guy. Yeah, you think love a guy those would eyes. be like that? Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I would just, if anything, if you really know her, you can like the photo. But otherwise, no comment. It, right. Well, it, it, now, see, that's the thing. That goes back to the icebreaker. Because that in, in oh, this turn is an icebreaker. Is an, exactly, right. that is okay. an icebreaker. So she posts a photo of her kid and <laughs> no comments. <laughs> <laughs> now that's where they go wrong. But there are likes and you can tell there's a, there's a couple. Don't like uh, unless you're going to comment. There's a, there's a couple girls and there's a few guys. And the guys who photo or like the photo of the kid means that they're, they're really interested in the chick. Well, would you not agree with that? No, I wouldn't agree with really? that. I think if if they liked and commented, I think that on a photo, if you're just gonna like the photo, I, I just don't understand why why you like it. I, I mean, it, don't like it unless you're gonna comment, especially if it's something that it isn't. You're wanting it to be an icebreaker and and possibly start something, right? Because and I, real know. quickly, I think that's what we have to make clear: is these rules are not necessarily the same for married men. <laughs> right, because <laughs> you, you, the married men, if you know the people, like a friend of yours and their kid, liking it is just good enough. Exactly, you're absolutely <laughs> and right. And even if it's the girl that you, you and your wife both know, liking it is good enough. Absolutely, you're absolutely right. Yeah, there is going to be uh, different categorical rules on there. Any, anyway, sorry. No, 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 no I was no, laughing no. about that in my own head as you guys were talking about it because I deal with that as as a married man on Facebook. I deal with that. Do I comment? Do I not comment? 
And what would that look like? I don't want to appear that I'm doing something I'm not doing. See, this is exactly why my podcast is is needed. It's these little questions that need to be, <laughs> you know, solidified for everyone. And like I said, it's not for gay, lesbian, straight, married. So do you it's think all. you should? Do you it's just common sense. It right. has nothing to do with any of that stuff. L- you know, unfortunately, you. common sense has become clairvoyant in our society. I, I had somebody uh, recently tell me, "Well, you know what? Common sense isn't always common." Yeah, <laughs> there you go. I like that exactly. Would you become friends with someone you just became romantic or intimate with on Facebook? Yes. I wouldn't. I, I, I have, you know what? I, I, you should have nothing to hide. And they should not nothing be you, stalking you. And that's where you're going to just, weed them out real yeah. quickly. <laughs> how, how much they can hang with you? Well, for example, my, my ex-wife, uh, she handled everything with class. You know, when we would go to shows and, you know, I mean, girls would hit on me. I mean, they'd have me sign their boobs and everything. And you remember, I mean, she handled it with the utmost class. And so if you're dating somebody and they realize that you're – you know, um, as part of your celebrity status or part of your career, there is that flirty function or anything like that, and they know how to handle it, then, yeah, I'm going to give you open access because this is me, this is my life. You're going to take me fully as I am. Right. I, I, I don't know. I, I disagree. I, I don't think it's a good idea because women are just a little bit different when it comes to that, and I think they'll start looking down and seeing, oh, right, you like that girl's photos. Get rid of like, well, the thing is, but then you're going to bring in all those unwanted uh, negative energy. But see, I think that's where the mistake comes because right away you're hiding secrets, you know, in, in essence. You're not, you're not hiding anything. I mean, sometimes you might be even dating a girl that's not even on Facebook, which True. is great. You know, True. If you're not, you're on Facebook, great. If you're not, I, mean, I don't think until you actually maybe commit to that relationship, would you? Be, I think you should become friends because you need to respect each other. And I think when you start seeing things they're doing that they didn't tell you they were doing, then you start thinking about it. I'm not saying that's what happened to me, right? But I've, I've been down that path a long time ago. I understand how how it can affect people when you start seeing the girl you're really interested in having conversations with, with another dude. But see, you I know, think that to me that should be all. If of you course, start it should dating, be, but it's not going to happen that way, though. It's, it's the but, people aren't like that. But that's where that's where people make make their uh, you know make the wrong decisions in a relationship. If you start dating somebody, it should not be, you know, you keep things or omit things within that honeymoon phase, and then things start to come out. It right. should be right off the bat, and then see. I actually I didn't get in my first relationship till I was thirty years old. And and the reason being was why waste my time if I you know if I knew somebody was not somebody I wanted to be in a relationship right. with that's kind of how I think I was you know, you know why like, waste the time right I think I, I think I'm I'm the same boat as you on that one yeah so that's why I feel that if you just throw everything out there in the beginning again why waste the time right so that's what I've learned lately is that it's like <laughs> look here I am I smoke weed right. I work at a radio station this is it this is it <laughs> this is who I am. But, you know, I do a radio show and I do some comedy. I'm a, you know, the thing is, so women have to understand that, you know, like it's a sacrifice uh, for a good dude. You have to sacrifice a good job. <laughs> I used to, you know, I told I mean, to a certain and, degree you do. But right. I used to say, uh, and I've told women, I said, look, you, you can't get all this amazing without <laughs> a little bit of crazy. Right. You know right. What I mean? yeah, you're not, not going to get the full package, <laughs> yeah. honey. You're not you going to get the, the firefighter, you know. <laughs> There's a reason I stand out. It's very rare. And you're not going to find another female or right. male like me. Well, I always feel you like, um, you know, everyone, you know, th- th- everyone's got to work. Everyone's got to do their jobs. And, you know, we talk about being on this planet, doing your thing. But when there's so many people out there doing jobs that they don't 
have to do and it sucks, but it's like people who are in that situation, I'm not. I'm not like that. You know, I'm way different than that situation. Right. In the sense where I I won't give in to a, a crappy job. So I think I won't compromise. I, I won't compromise. You know, I'd rather have a cool job with shitty pay as opposed to You know, you just do what I do and sell women, you know, women's bodies for money. They I'll just do anything I can. To, to, <laughs> I'll do anything I can to scrape by and that's fun for me. <laughs> Right. And the woman that can't accept that, right, you know, then right. that's not the well, one Well, I mean, look, I have you. goals. I have, I have, you know, I'm, I plan on making some good money. You know, I, mean, I plan on doing some really good things. It's not like we chose a business that has right. ultimate, you know, or has security off the bat. It doesn't. And that's, yeah, and that's the thing. Very unstable. But it's what we love. So. Right. It's our passion. And if and if their partner can't find if, can't accept that of us, then that's not the partner for you. You have to find someone who understands that right. and, and who, who goes along with it, and because you got to share each other's goals. And if someone's going to be like, "You're, I don't want you doing that anymore," you have to let them go. Exactly. And end of story. I think I just saw an article about if that. If you love something, set it free. <laughs> if it comes back, have that tested. It probably has herpes. <laughs> <laughs> Most likely. Exactly. Uh, excuse me. Um, who else were you with? <laughs> and who have you been with since you saw me? There you go. <laughs> you better get their numbers. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> I don't That's have funny. their number. I never stored it. <laughs> um, we're talking dating now, I guess, here on the show, which is very good. So have you ever well, done any... politics to dating. Have you ever done any uh, dating websites? Uh, yes, but not... I've like signed up for them, but like, then never followed through with them. You ever, you never did. You ever get any emails? I maybe once. Really? Yeah. You never like stuck around, even no. for the comedy, just for the comedy. I've tried it for. I've tried it purely for the comedy, and you never I, got emails. I, yeah. Well, I. What's I'm saying? Come on. What kind well, of? Well, I get a ton of emails from guys and girls. Both. Yeah, mostly girls because I would go on like plenty of fish or whatever and and set those parameters okay. but even then the men would sneak in right same but yeah. yeah i it seemed as if i don't know it, it seemed if i would always get here from the how shall we say the unattractive <laughs> ones or the crazy you know like check my webcam out Right. Chicks and it's the bots me, I, and stuff. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess there's plenty of people that have found substance on it. Yeah. I just, I guess, I've never stuck around to find substance on it. Plenty of fish is interesting because you can search for people, and like if they have kids, right? Right. And I swear to God, you can search and says, "Does she have kids? Yes, no, and maybe." <laughs> maybe <laughs> there's a maybe option. I can see that for males, right? But not for right. females. I can totally see for males. And, and what is maybe? Oh, so I'm gonna go out and date with you. Maybe they're in foster care. I don't know. Well, or I'm gonna say maybe. Maybe it's like I'm gonna take you out and go home to what's behind door number two, bunk beds or a <laughs> stripper pole. You there know you what go. Saying? Exactly. What does maybe mean? Maybe. Wait. Get the fuck out of here with maybe. <laughs> <laughs> what are we gonna start our relationship out with a lie? Is that how we're gonna get this going? Up? Maybe. Yeah. And maybe I'm a million. Millionaire, right? right? <laughs> Maybe I have a job. Didn't we start something on Millionaire Match one time? I remember that a long time ago. We, yes, we did. What did we, we do? We did something with oh that. Oh my goodness, that was a long time ago. Long time ago. All right, we are hanging okay. out with you. Sorry. We're, uh, we're getting a couple things we got to get onto. Carl's whispering in our ear as we uh, let us know that we're half an hour away from getting into our uh Oh, we've been weekend. off the air this whole time? No, we've been on the air. Oh, okay. We better have been. All right. I like that. So he tells us that and still distracts us. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm not on the air. Oh, sudden Scooby Doo. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so pause. drug code. 
Okay, well, you know, let's do this first. Let's let's behave like a regular radio show, okay. and let's play a tune, and then we'll come back, and we'll play Drug Code. That How's sounds that? like a plan. All right, Sun Club. These guys are from Maryland. Maryland's like the the... The, the our city and state of the show today is Baltimore, Maryland. <laughs> <laughs> Giving love to the, the Baltimore. The, the city that's rioted, the city that's cut funding for their education, the city that's building a brand new $30 million juvenile 60-bed detention facility. Over and schools. Producing Sun Club, the band, with a song called Weak Friend Winter Club. That sounds so fitting. <laughs> You know it's not like me to be pretty angry and act So it must be a big thing if I'm on my last ring Are you high right now, Ken? Am I high? Are you on drugs, or is this your naturally moronic self? It's just a drug test, so nothing to be scared of. Ooh, I'm excited. What kind of drugs are we testing? <laughs> Some people uh, think that to puff the magic dragon means they're really to, um, to smoke... Uh, smoke Marijuana, cigarette. Where'd you learn that, Cheech? Drug school! Ah, uh, my rise. <laughs> I love this. What's the A team? A team, come on. 
Oh, oh, chips. Okay, I'm so sorry. Yeah, all yeah, right. Yeah, you should be sorry. I had a stone moment. <laughs> I apologize. You disappoint me, Kyle. I totally, <laughs> totally dropped the ball on you that one. You disappointed me on that I'm one. I'm so sorry. I am too. I will redeem myself with drug code. All right, so we've played this before, right? And sounds, I kill it sounds like every you have, time. right? Yeah. Yes, because we talk about that. Yeah, you're because you are. I use your uh, description all the time when I tell people about drug code. I would say it's like, yeah, give me two cans of green paint. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> that was that was that legit. That was your fake one you made, right? That was yes. All right. So what is or cassette tapes? So what, what did you like? And in, in when you first started smoking the weed, what did you call it? I've I've never called it. I've other people have called it, and then I've had to go with them. I've right. always thought it was ridiculous because my thought process is if they're watching you enough to where they're going to. Get you using cassette tapes or green paint at that point, it's not going to change anything. Right. So I've always thought it, I found it to be ridiculous. I think there's no point for it. Just right. say what the hell you want. <laughs> and I used to say well, that, be like, just tell me what the fuck you want. Well, the thing is, is with, uh, right, I, no, I, I get you. But nowadays, <laughs> all the strains, there's so many crazy strains out there, you don't even know if it's for real or not. You know uh, what I'm saying? Again, so, again I, what I say is, is so, it green or max? What we're going to do is we're going we're gonna to play, um, play the drug code and also pot or not. Okay. Okay, so pot or not would be the strains, the different, the different types of pot that you have. Okay. So, like, there's, uh, you know... Um, Bubba G. Kush or... Thank yeah. you, right. Yeah. Green those, crack. those names, gotcha. you know... Wild Mountain Punch. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a high C flavor. <laughs> <laughs> it is a high C flavor. So that that's our that's our pot or not. So let's do that first. Uh, okay. What what, what about um, and uh, and please people if you played along before, <laughs> Cass has not. All right. So um, Incrediberry. Incrediberry mm-hmm. is not a strain. It's not a strain. What do you no. think it is? I would say it's maybe cigarette flavor. Cigarette flavor, Incrediberry, cigarette flavor. Uh, it is. It well, it is not pot. Okay. But it's not a cigarette flavor. What is it? I'll tell you in a second. Okay. Um, great blue dini. Great blue dini is a strain. Is a strain? Yes. Great blue dini. Is a strain, is what you're saying. I'm thinking, yes. Um, it is not. Ah. No, it is not. I'll hold the answer after the end. Okay. Purple Saurus Rex. Uh, that is a Kool-Aid flavor. <laughs> it's a Kool-Aid flavor because you've had it. Yes. You? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you are correct. It is a Kool-Aid flavor. I think the other two, now that I think about it, They're are They're all too. Kool-Aid. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you would for sure go with the Incrediberry. I, I was kind of debating on that. And right. then I couldn't. Because I think of you know. any one of them, Incrediberry, but even the blue, the great blue dini would. Well, I actually, I think Incrediberry isn't that like a mystery flavor too? Like, isn't it clear? Like it? I don't know. I don't know. Okay, but the Purple Saurus Rex, I know for a fact I've had. That. <laughs> it's funny because they have like a whole slew of drinks. Right. Do you know what I mean? I'm like, I could have, I could pick up a thousand more. That was just crazy. It's like all these different flavors they have. Well, like, what are they putting in there? I don't know. <laughs> what but they, they do taste different. At least. Do they? I mean, I, I don't it's, think it's Gatorade tastes they... different. Like, almost Gatorade flavors, for the most part, they have almost the same flavor, unless you're looking at, like, a lemon or something. But Kool-Aid has def- def- definite different flavors. You know what I'm saying? Like, some things, even though it'll say cherry or strawberry, you can't tell the difference. Right. So. Biodiesel. Definitely a strain. Yes. Train wreck. <laughs> uh, definitely a strain. I have some at home. <laughs> <laughs> Bumper thumper. 
I believe that is actually a homemade porno that I did <laughs> in 2009. You are correct, sir. <laughs> uh, bumper thumper yeah. strain. Yeah, no, it's a nut. It's, no, I made it up. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was All my right. porno movie. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's porno. So the drug code um, is a little different, obviously. So um, I'm just going to give you some drug code. You to, or you have to tell me what the drug is, right? Uh, and this is all types of drugs. Yep. Um, hamburger Helper. Ooh, I would say that would be weed. It is not, Carl. Actually, heroin. You're going heroin on yeah. this one. Ha- hamburger Helper, Carl. Yeah, I should know because you've used this one before. Damn it! And I, can't, I need to get one after the last Friday. <laughs> I can't think of it. I want to say like uh, crack. I'm pretty sure it's crack. You're pretty sure it's crack. <clears throat> What did I say about if you know the answer? <laughs> don't play along. Oh. oh that's uh, crack cocaine. Hamburger helper. Yeah, I'm okay, so I'm not playing. No, it's okay. We'll make it happen. <laughs> I, got, I got some more. That's the only one I have. I have backups. Because <laughs> <laughs> I understood that one after you told us what it was last time, because I was like, oh, that makes sense. Cause I don't get it. It's chunks of hamburger, and crack cocaine is little rocks of cocaine. I not still that I've don't used get it. it. I just know what it is, is that how you deciphered it? That's how I, well, after you told us last time, that's how I compared it. Oh, I got you. Um, to, make it make, to make it make sense for me. Peter Pan. Uh, I, I guess maybe I would go with hey, this Crank. Hey, this Peter Pan ride sure is different from the one at Disneyland. Oh, well, that'd be LSD or ecstasy. Yeah, I'm going to go with LSD or acid or something. It is a PCP. Neverland. Yeah, close. Captain close Hook. Thanks for playing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm out. Yeah. This is, see, those aren't drugs that I would normally know about. Thank God. I don't. I never got involved with that. You know, having everyone say that marijuana is a gateway drug is, is bogus, man. Because you know, I've been around it for so long. I've been never been. Tempted by heroin or PCP or acid. Not until I went to college. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, actually, you know what's funny is when I was on, uh, and I was I was in line to see Megadeth at the Hollywood Palladium on Sunset Boulevard, and this is on the Sunset Boulevard, like just past Hollywood, and and this guy was walking around. He's like, "Shrooms hash heroin." I remember I was in Santa Cruz when I was about 15 or 16, and we all uh, were in this big old huge boat Cadillac convertible, and this uh, this this uh, black guy comes up to the car, and he's like, yo, 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 I got, a, I got a deal better than TWA. I got a trip for $2, and I was like, what? And he's like, girl, I got a trip for $2, so... We had fun that weekend. Oh, wow. Yeah. You, you, you did it, huh? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you're still here to talk about it? Oh, my goodness. Cass the McPherson. first time I ever took acid, I took three and a half hits because I didn't realize it took a while to hit you. Right. I For three days, I tripped balls. So you <laughs> you were, I don't know, laughing because of that, but how old were you? I didn't. I was 16. And? 15. 15. You were 15? Yes. It was the 80s. Everyone yeah. was doing it. Yeah. No, I never did that. But you, so you took one, then what, like a half an hour later, you took another one? Well, uh, yeah, because I'd only done cocaine at that point. And, and they, so that um, hit you mm-hmm. right. So, yeah. And then next thing you know. That's my pot cookie story. Yeah. It was when I ate, I ate one big co- pot cookie. I'm going to say that correctly. <laughs> <laughs> one big cock cookie. <laughs> <laughs> cock cookie? <laughs> <laughs> did not eat that. I was a cookie. You should use that on your drug code or not. What? Cock cookie. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> cock cookie. 
So anyway, I ate the one and then nothing. And almost it was like an hour later. And I'm like, all right, I have to have the other one. And then like a half an hour later, still nothing. So I ate the third one. And I was like, I was, I was tripping. Creeper. Yeah. No, I was at home. And I was just watching, you know, I was watching, listening to the music, watching a TV with no sound on. That's always fun. <laughs> that determines how high you are. Yeah. That what always, you eat and what you watch. That's like drinking alone. That's <laughs> a little on the, you might need help. Well, I think that. it was just one of the, <laughs> it's one of those things I had it. I just wanted to try it out. I was home alone. I was like, I'm not going anywhere. You know, I was like, screw it. I can, I can handle this. That was, that was the first night I ever learned that you couldn't OD on marijuana. <laughs> <laughs> I went online. I was like, "Can you overdose on marijuana?" Right. <laughs> <laughs> like nobody's ever died. And of marijuana. back then, it was the dial. It was like, "Ding, <laughs> I know. This was. Oh, when was it? I I remember where I was living. I was in. Must have been about two thousand three. Wow, that's 2000, late. Two thousand four. Yeah, when I started. When you first, first smoked weed, two thousand. No, 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 no. Oh, okay. First made pot cookies. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was 12 years old when I first oh, Yeah, I was 11. I you stole were 11? from my mom, yeah. When, what were you doing when you, uh, how, how, you stole from your mom? Yeah. So and, you uh, kind of already knew what was up. See, I got introduced to it. Yeah, well, no, I mean, I come from, uh, well, like my family, let's say, street pharmacists. You know, I mean, we, they grew weed in the closets and, you know, we, they used to hide kilos of cocaine in our closets. And, you know, I was six years old when they sat us down and told us what it was and what to say to the cops. So, you know, I mean, I <laughs> come from a unique background, so to speak. So I was very aware of what it was. And, uh, yeah, we, you know, we just grabbed it and we went to uh, down by the creek and, uh, and smoked it and, you know, did you know caught you were, tadpoles. Did you and know then, you were getting high? Did you know what that feeling was at the time? Well, yeah, because I think I, well... You know, also, I, when I was a baby, you know, my mom said that uh, she, they, like, you know, that after they'd get, they'd smoke, you know, around me, I'd start crying and they couldn't figure it out until they realized that I was getting a contact high in the munchies, so they'd feed me. So I think my body <laughs> was, uh, I swear to God. Wow. And she used to put wine in my bottle to put me to sleep. And uh, I, uh, I was also born with heroin in my system. So this explains <laughs> a lot. <laughs> but uh, so I think my body, you know, was already, you know, kind of aware. I don't think it was any shock. It was to my friends, but I think I was pretty much going to know the feeling no matter what. Um, First time I ever tried chocolate tie now. That was a little different. I was going to play this. <laughs> for, for you. Right. Yes. <laughs> Just for being a, a kid yeah, exactly. <laughs> growing up in America. Pretty much. Wow. I mean, that's you know it. what? I mean, that's, but that's it. That is America. It You're, wasn't. You know, it's, but it's every, uh, that's not everybody, but I mean, I'm saying is that people like you, that, that happens. There's people, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I wasn't, well, it was different times. I wasn't too. growing up, but I, you know, like, look, I, my family wasn't like that. You know, like my, I never saw my parents drink. You know, and God forbid, smoke weed or anything like that. So they were pretty straight up. It wasn't, I mean, they did drink, but it wasn't like, they always every night drinking or anything yeah, like that. No, it we was were... very. It, that's just, but that's what it was. That's my. That's how I. So I, when I hear that from stories, I think, wow, that is what America is filled with people who were raised in different ways. Oh, it was. I mean, I. Well, when I wasn't with my my mom, I was with my stepmom. You know, they they smoked crack all night. So like, we'd have dinner at like five, and then they would just go lock themselves in the room, and we were pretty much. But do you know what, though? It's, it's a parent's job to make their children society ready. Well, the funny thing is I was cracked up on is that uh, they how much they wanted 
are the image to anybody on the outside that we were such a great, you know what I mean? Like our kids behaved well and blah, blah, blah. They would also uh, save all their pot seeds and we'd keep them in these Quaker oatmeal boxes, you know, and then we'd go to campfires on, you know, like a Big Sur, which I love Big Sur. I'm sure. Uh, um, I know Big Sur. Uh, Carl knows. Carl, yes, yes, Carl knows Big Sur. And when you throw the pot seeds, it makes all these crackling noises. And uh, unfortunately, I think they were the only ones that saw the colors. So, <laughs> but hey, you know, such is life. Yeah, I, you know, that's how I grew up. That's what I'm it saying is uh, right. So, I mean, the thing is, is that's that's who we are as a country. So, don't well, fear it. And you're yeah. a, you're a good person. Well, yeah. I don't know if that's how. I mean, you're a mom. You're I think fine. in the '70s and the '80s, there was you know a lot of different. No, I don't think the way I grew up was normal, but I think it was a lot normal in the, that time frame than it would be now. You think it'd be worse now? I, I, I think that there's. I, yeah, I don't think that there's parents that uh, it's not as liberal to be growing pot in your house around kids. I don't know. I, you know, I guess I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I know that for me, the way I raised my son was absolutely different because I wanted to change that cycle. Right. You know, so. Well, that's what I'm right, right. So uh, there's a little bit more attention to this kind of problem. So hopefully we won't see more of that. And. You know, but you know. I think it's a little over though. Like, for example, there's there's that parents that they got in trouble for allowing their kids to walk a mile to the park. Oh yeah, yeah. The free range parenting. It's so I think <laughs> it's went from right. like you know completely lax to almost you know, uh, like almost Gestapo ish. You know what I mean? Like I don't know. Well, what the hell is supposed to do, you moron? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So. <laughs> I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna carry the flag of the word moron. Okay. Because we can't use retarded anymore. N- no, you can use tarded. Yeah, <laughs> you can't you use. Just cannot the, have the re. <laughs> you can't have the re in yes. front of it. That's the difference. That's it. You can use tarded or challenged. Moron, you can use. Moron, you can use. Nobody. But like, idiot, you can. You, you see? idiot, you can do. Well, why I can't don't you know. do idiot? I don't know because people find that to be. Um, I don't know. Idiot. Everything's so politically correct, you know, and s- oversensitization. I, I, <laughs> I, s- I actually got that out. <laughs> you, I got that out. You, you did. It was, <laughs> it was good. I wasn't going to say anything, but uh, I, was <laughs> <laughs> I, I, um, I don't know. You're right. I think the, uh, the whole, you know. You idiot. You idiot. Moron, idiot, retarded. Love and Stimpy. My, my favorite retarded, though, is, uh, is the one I found online. When I was watching uh, TV, it was a preacher. Oh, is it the farting preacher? No, it's not even the farting preacher. I love he, the farting preacher. He's like, some people have said, you're retarded, not me. <laughs> 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 he did. I'm not kidding, man. It's, it's in my, I can't even find it right it's now. It's like I don't understand little people to midgets. Like, why, t- why do we have to lose midgets? You think little people to midgets is the same as retarded? I think little people is more de- 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 demoralizing than midgets. I agree. I wouldn't want to be called a little person. I don't, yeah. That, to me, that little, that t- that's belittling them right mi- off the bat. But what about a midget, though? Um, you're a midget. <laughs> you're a midget. You're a midget. Yeah. No, I mean, how about you're just a person? You're just a small person. How about that? Small person. Okay. <laughs> Was that better than little people? I, I just think little people is more belittling, belittling so, than midgets. What, what, we're not allowed to say dwarf, right? What, what about... S- dwarf is... Yeah, that's <laughs> What about <not>. small? <laughs> small is fine. But, small but person? I just think little people is... I If I was... What about mini-me's? 
mini me's is a little <laughs> funny, but all right. So I don't right. know. I just don't. How about just person? I get person, but but then again, you know, we have to be realistic in the fact that there there is, um, you know, they they do they are different. Well, you know, here's how I relate it real quickly is it's the same way with trying to call everybody an African-American who's black. Why? Yeah, just, I don't, just say that the, the, what's black, wrong with the being black, black guy over there. Yeah. You know what? I'm the white guy over here. Exactly. <laughs> I am not the Caucasian. Yeah. You know, it's, you American know, it's Caucasian. It, it, it's 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 the small person over there or whatever you want. You know, yeah. That, the, I, I can know. say I, I don't I know. I think we're too right. over the top with some of that stuff. Yeah. I'm 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 done with everything being politically correct and and ah oh, you know what drives me nuts more than anything mommy blogs oh, <laughs> mommy God. blogs we gotta what is mo- real quick we only have like 10 minutes left we gotta get to porno music or not. okay what is what is mommy blogs yeah mommy blogs are these stay-at-home moms who think that the, you know the rolls rounds well they think they have the parenting you know down and they're doing something that is you know unique and never been done and they all share these ideas of how to raise the perfect children and they're helicopter parents and yeah it just you know i i just don't get it like you know and they're usually some blonde with fake boobs silicone soccer mom in a suburb doing a mommy blog right. that's i can't handle that because they need to do something I, I think they just need they to, just need to be, their, be occupied. It's their way or no way kind of a thing. They well, need a reality they, check. <laughs> it's because everything's got to surround them and how their world needs to be is how everyone else's well, world needs to be. Well, if you raise your children, you know, in, in a bubble, there, you know, it's it goes with, these are the parents that are against vaccinations. That's that's a good a good way. These are, you know, not all of them, but, you know, that's that certain type that I think uh, has just gotten out of control. It's one of the reasons I moved from the far west side of the valley down to central phoenix was to be closer to the diversity and the culture of the world around me so my child had had the opportunity to experience it all i well you know, it's you know it's funny cuz i actually raised my son in scottsdale and in in doing that was because i wanted him to you know have friends that that were from a more affluent um you know uh families and stuff right. and and we kind of blended and stuff and it's paid off he's got great friends and you know, he's got a full ride to Vassar, you know, so. At least your mom knew you smoked pot. <laughs> <laughs> you know, she wouldn't smoke with me until I was 19, moved out on my own, but she would smoke with all my friends. Oh, really? Absolutely. Oh, really? It was absolutely retarded. <laughs> well, maybe she felt a little guilty. <laughs> like, come on, honey, let's go. Yeah, but she smoked Join with me no, as honey, a baby. I you got to put your finger over the hole there. Yeah, jeez. <laughs> all right, speaking of put your finger over the hole. And now, the musical game where you decide if it's porn or not. That's not music to my ears. All right, Cass. That's my my old school, that's the old school intro, by the way, from uh, Porn Music or Not. Do you remember this one? I think my record is like zero and, I mean like, yeah, like zero and two. You've only played, well, because, yeah. I mean, I've like gotten two right out of a hundred, so we're yeah. gonna do that. All right. Well, we're gonna play this game, and if you've heard this music before, Carl, I don't expect you to remember it. So that's why we're gonna play the game here. So here we go. This music is from a porno. When I say porno, I'm talking about a Skinamax porno. Nothing below the waist is what I mean, and a softcore B-rated stuff, or anything else from TV, maybe the internet, anything else sounding-wise that I can get my hands on to record. You get the idea. Right. It's not porno or it is porno. So you tell me. We'll get this thing going off. Is this porn or is it not? 
Not. Not. Right away, say no. Carl, what do you think? I'm gonna go no. It sounds yeah. It sounds more like some we're like we're waiting for something. All right, what are you feeling, Cass? I, I'm thinking it's uh, more of like a montage on some kind of I don't know late night infomercial thing or something. I don't late know. Late night infomercial? Yeah, some okay. kind of montage on TV. Um, is it porn or is it not? It is not porno. Ooh, yay! I got one right. Good but call for you. I don't know what I. I don't think I got right. What you didn't it really get was. no. Then that's a very rare thing to happen. Is to I, one double? time, someone got the actual porn movie that I got the music Ooh, from. Wow. Yeah, that was real interesting. Um, so what is it? <laughs> that really did happen. This one is from a Talking Stick Casino and Resort here in Arizona. Ah, so it's from a commercial it's a advertising. Commercial, yes, it okay. is. It's from right. a commercial for Talking Stick. So it was casino. a montage. It was a, well, I guess you can say that, you know. But you, yeah, uh, yeah, it's right. a commercial. Yeah, they just played and the it's music a casino and they montage. Photos over each other. Uh, I was kind of close. <laughs> close. You were kind of <laughs> near there. Okay, here we go. Is it porn or is it not? Porn. <laughs> I, Carl, what do you think? Yeah, I'm leaning that way too. All right, porn. You guys are going Especially porn? for a Skidamax. Yeah, okay. definitely Skidamax. You got to give me the environment. Um, I'm thinking a... Pool scene or bathroom scene. Carl, you get two environments. I'm, I'm going just you're either you're in the bedroom, traditional, you know, soft music, or maybe, you know, we just were on the couch and had a drink and now we're doing it. How about you're in the office? Both of you guys got half a point. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. All right. It was the office stuff. All right. Here we go. Is this porn or is it not? Sounds like a game show. (laughs) I'm going porn. Feeling porn on this one? Feeling porn on this one. What's the environment? I'm feeling the environment is uh, more than one person in a uh, party atmosphere. Carl, what do you think? Um, I'm going not porn, and it, it sounds like it's it is like a waiting thing for maybe like some sort of show, and it's like an interval music. All right, is it porn things. or is it not? It is not porn. Oh, you lose. You're one for you're one. Awesome. You're two for three now. Uh, it is actually from uh, HGTV's Designer Guys TV show. Uh, that's a little creepy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You ain't seen nothing yet. (laughs) (laughs) All right, uh, let's see if I got one more here. Do I have another? Oh, here we go. All right, last one here. Is this soap? We're going to do soap or porn. Relax. (laughs) Is this? You hear right in my head. I was saying it. He goes, soap, and he's whispering that. Damn you. All right, here we go. Is it porn or is it not? Well, I really hate soap. Oh, we are playing it. God damn it. I'm playing the wrong one. (laughs) All righty. I meant this. Here we go. Is it porn or is it not? I'm going yes. I'm going yes too. Outdoors by a pool or something like that. <laughs> I'm going uh, girl on girl action <laughs> outdoors as well. 